Hi, I'm Kyle, and on episode 431 of the MWA podcast, Sean, Brian, and myself are asking Andy Jack the five questions. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Andy's interview on episode 430. So welcome back to the show, Andy. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, not at all, not at all. So uh, before we get to the five questions, do we have a patron shout out for this episode? We do. Uh, big thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Today, we're giving a huge shout out to Katie Thompson, who is a big fan of the show here. If you would like to support an MWA podcast, go to www.patreon.com forward slash MWA podcast. And we would very much appreciate your support. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. Well, let's get to the five questions. Brian, why don't you start us off? Yeah, sure. Andy, we kind of touched base on this on a prior episode a little bit, but how did you get into woodworking? Uh, it's, you know, I think it's, it's always kind of been a part of my life. Um, growing up, my dad always had a wood shop at home and, uh, when I was younger, he worked in a, a mill workshop, you know, building windows and doors and uh, wreathed staircases and all kinds of wacky stuff, elliptical windows and stuff, you know, Ooh, that, cool. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so even to this day, he's, he's got a shop at his house. Um, so. So it's in your blood. Yeah. Good to be able yeah. to pick his brain. And, and, and my older uh, siblings, um, you know, two out of the three brothers are are contractors or builders uh one of them actually teaches carpentry at a, a vocational school so I, you know and because of that i sort of bounced in and out and around the trades a little bit here and there trying to get my footing uh so yeah yeah it's well, always cool. always always been there at least in the periphery um you know i didn't i didn't take any like uh, woodworking classes in high school or anything it wasn't really until like i got into college where i was like oh yeah this is i can i can get down with this Good. Well, good. Well, I'm sure that gives you some good opportunity to find uh, some uh, used uh, equipment on sale from uh, your contacts yeah. with your brothers and father and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's true. I mean, I got my my brother's old chop saw. Like, yeah. Um, a lot of my equipment certainly has is used. <laughs> um, it's only been in the last couple of years where I've I've been able to like treat myself to like the lathe I really want and the bandsaw that I've you know mm -hmm. really wanted. So that that's been good, but. You know the old used stuff is fine and you know my table saw is like a contractor saw but it's plenty powerful and it's cast iron wings and everything on it so it's it works yep. well exactly yeah i'm still trying to treat myself to the my lathe that i want and bandsaw that i want yeah i gotta gotta get out of the 14 inch i gotta get something bigger but anyway. oh yeah 14 is <laughs> enough 14 is enough for me but you know I, I went and got a powerful one so. yeah exactly well speaking of that so what's your favorite tool uh favorite tool is you know that's a tough one um i i do really enjoy using a spoke shave um and certainly cleaning up chair spindles you get a lot of mileage in on mm -hmm. one but uh i think the one that really tops the list is the draw knife which you know i didn't i didn't ever put my hands on a draw knife until really until i went down to work with curtis mm -hmm. uh, that first time and um but just seeing what you can what you can do out of this with this one tool is it's uh it's pretty incredible um just from from gross stock removal down to like really fine seat carving elements right uh, just the amount of control you can get and the finesse that you can you can bring to the tool it's um it's it's remarkable and uh when it's when it's sharp it's just a it's just a pleasure mm -hmm. so. yeah yeah exactly i dare yeah, say I you got spoiled by working those shops with those finely crafted tools <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, uh, just a little I, bit i recognize that for sure i mm -hmm. i i uh it's not lost on me how, how lucky I've been for sure. 
Well, when I was on um, when I was on my little vacation in the hill country, they actually have in Texas. We don't have many antique places that have tools, but in that area of the country, which is large German uh, population settled, they actually have tools in their antique shops. And they had a it's a little too big for me, but it was kind of unusual. They had a twelve inch Barton uh, draw knife, but mm-hmm. it was one of the knife edge ones. So I had mm-hmm. uh, you know like a knife edge bevel on it. Mm-hmm. so and i was just like that's interesting that's interesting because i i never have seen a chair maker use one i think dave fisher uses one to make some of his bowls and stuff but uh, mm-hmm. that's a that's really the first knife edge draw knife i'd seen in the wild but um i i think it was missing part of its cutting edge because it was it was not straight across it was like cambered back and it was way too shiny like someone took a buffer to it or something <laughs> yeah a lot a lot yeah. of the ones that you find are pretty well like you find them that have been hammered on and yeah probably... this one this one didn't look like it'd been hammered on but i, I, I saw it and went eh, that's interesting that's interesting but not passed <laughs> nice so uh who has influenced you the most in your woodworking um yeah, I mean, I think that the obvious answer <laughs> yeah. is probably probably Curtis um, mm-hmm. and Pete to both to varying degrees. Um, you know, they're they're very different chair makers. Uh, their approach is different. Uh, mm-hmm. What you know, a lot of what they're trying to get out of of the process is different. So, um, and again, I, I I think of I, I think of myself as lucky of you know for having had a lot of time with both of them because it's it's been good for me to see that there's there's not just one way to do any of this stuff um even from a uh like a, a quality of life approach you know um mm-hmm. so yeah that's certainly the, the both of them um yeah, and i've had i've had some some really excellent teachers along the way too um just happy people that are that are psyched to be to be um putting out the knowledge uh um so yeah, I mean, there's there's a mix, but I mean, the ones that come to mind certainly are yeah. the, the the chair making gurus that I've chased for I the last say, yeah, twelve years, or whatever, fourteen years. Stocked, lived, uh, lived in a van down by their uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally lived in the van <laughs> yeah. down by the river. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that awesome. is fantastic. Well, do you, do you think you um, um, when you're making a chair, and you think you take equal parts from Curtis and Pete as far as your construction techniques i guess your building technique yeah i i like to think so mm-hmm. um you know i i wish i could probably I, I would like to be able to bring a little more of pete's like um analytical like almost scientific approach um but uh i'm, I'm working on it uh so yeah it's it, it's a mix for sure okay cool. <laughs> all right uh so andy what would you say is your biggest stumbling block um biggest yeah i mean the li- it's a big list is stumbling blocks. <laughs> uh, you know from from being a terrible self promoter on down to um you know problems with uh with finding material over the years i'm i'm lucky now i've got some some guys nearby that are really easy to work with um and they deliver so i can stop dreaming about buying a truck and um oh that's the, fantastic keep keep the minivan with the car seats in it nice yeah. uh <laughs> um yeah i mean it's it, it's always workspace has always been a problem until you know until recently we've been in this house for seven years now so I'm, it's uh i'm in a, i'm in a good spot um for sure but uh i mean other other i had to jot some things down here before you called but other ones that come to mind are like time management mm-hmm. uh you know 
potentially some uh, undiagnosed like ADHD or something like I'm, I can go off on on so many tangents I can go up to to like you know sweep the shop and all of a sudden I'm sharpening something or uh you know turning an ornament on the lathe or you know going to check the bees or walking around the property like I, I'm I'm in eight different directions all the time which that's something I, I still have to to manage <laughs> I think that's a pretty common problem yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mind is I'm in the shop and I walk towards the tool cabinet and I'm thinking about a million things. And I get there and go, all right, why did I come over here? What did I need? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then you go halfway and, back and, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I for a long time, and this is something, because I've recognized it, I'm able to kind of kind of get over the, the hump, but I, I've i always struggled with, uh, with something. Pete Galbert actually coined the term uh, approach anxiety or maybe he didn't coin it but that's the first place i heard it so it was like mm -hmm. for a long time starting a project for me was very very difficult because of the mm -hmm. i think because of the risk of failure you know it's yeah. um working at a level where like one wrong stroke can really set you back a few days is mm -hmm. it was really intimidating um and then you know i think getting over wood as a, a really precious commodity has has helped me deal with that like if i blow a detail at the lathe now it's like I, all right that's now that's just firewood and just get the next one on there and, and keep going right but for a very long time it was like white knuckle death grip i've only got four pieces <laughs> that'll make legs yeah. you know um so things have gotten easier in that in that respect for sure well that's good Excellent. well so, so so you have a good line on uh eastern white pine seats um I've got to kind of reestablish uh, that. Although these guys at the local yard, you know, they have a wood miser and and uh, they're willing to mill some stuff up for me, okay, which is cool. good. So instead of buying a whole log, which I've done before, and you end up with a bunch of junk you can't use, yeah, they'll mill it to my specs, and then I can buy from them what I oh, like. So, yeah. um, and they're they're six minutes up the road, which means yeah. I can load I can load up the minivan and take like eight trips if I have to. You know, <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> Uh, get it back here at Stickers. Yeah, so. yeah. My neck of the woods. That's just uh, you're not going to find any eastern white pine. It's like, all right, we're doing <laughs> poplar seats, and we'll just struggle through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but there are some folks. Uh, Sean Murphy just got a huge load. I of some, saw that. Uh, some stuff. That. He's been he's been cultivating a, a source for that for a while. So I just yeah. got to see. Okay, what's shipping down here and. I know Sean pretty well. We might be able to work something out. <laughs> yeah, I've I've yet to meet him. I've I've talked to them through through Instagram a couple of times. Oh, he's he, only he's only like an hour and a half away, maybe. So oh man, not too yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, he's a fantastic guy. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think all makers are pretty much great people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there you go. So, uh, last question. We can get you out of here. Uh, how has the internet influenced your work? Um. Yeah, so it's sort of it's it can be a, a double-edged sword, especially with with Instagram. Um, depending on something as simple as my mood, I mean, Instagram can either be like really inspirational or it can be like detrimental. You know, um, where you you get on there and you start to compare yourself to to other makers, um, or you see people popping up with these really shiny shops and uh, they're filling classes, and it's like oh, it gets it can get really difficult. Um, uh, I don't know if that answers your question. One of the things I've actually oh, yeah. done with Instagram is is made sure that my my business account, like that I follow, like some mountain biking pages and some snowboarding pages, like so that my feed is like a little more balanced. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, That's a good idea. It's it's, it's really... interestingly to to compare. Um, how how old are your kids? I, I gather they're rather young. 
Yeah, uh, eight and a half. You put me on the spot. Eight and a half, and uh, we've got <laughs> uh, five and a half year old twins as well. Oh wow! Okay, I mean, so in time, they will have their own social media feeds. I mean, I'm right. not saying you should rush into that, but um, I kind of previously stated my my kids are you know approaching twenty, you know, mm-hmm. and and my wife included my social media and her social media and their social media none of it looks the same right. i do what you just suggested i'm diverse yeah. i follow woodworkers and i follow snowboarders and skateboarders and mm-hmm. you know rocketry and all these other things you know like and so i don't see political crap i see a right. bunch of stuff you know but yeah. like it's it's pretty awesome it, it, it's a good idea that it's like the the rule of of uh uh what is it you know a, a little you know a little bit of everything is better than all of one thing mm-hmm. um, you know moderation is good yep. and that's a way of moderating that kind of thing if you get too hyper focused you're going to get just bombarded yeah and yeah. in a bad way yeah I, I think uh i'm i'm glad that i'm not like a freshman in high school in this like age of technology i think it would probably be impossible it's crazy i, I mean i don't know how the kids deal with it i really don't I, I, I see. I see what it does to the adults. You know, everybody's just walking yeah. around like this, and I'm, yeah. I'm guilty of it. I'll get like locked into it all of a sudden, and yep. you know, ten uh, minutes go by, and we. I mean, it, by no planning what whatsoever, but our kids were born just before the iPhone was introduced, mm-hmm. and so just in those first few years, they didn't have. There was no none of that handheld technology. I didn't have any of that. I didn't have a Twitter account until like my youngest was four. You know, it, mm-hmm. it like it, it all was in there. And so we didn't show them that they didn't experience that. And so their take is different than like my niece and nephew that are five years younger, you mm-hmm. know, than them. And you can see this, this total change in it kind of society in a weird way. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I believe it. I've, you know, I used to be like pretty savvy with computers and like editing software and stuff like that, but it's, I don't, I don't make the time to sit down to it now. And like, actually it's, I'm like I'm not tech savvy anymore. It's a weird thing to like have fall off your like skill set, uh, but it's it's just gone. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, it advances so quickly. It is truly yeah. hard to keep up with. Yeah, it's starting to actually get a little easier, though. I, I will say that, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you look at some editing stuff and stuff like that. It's 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 getting better. It's getting better. It used mm-hmm. to be a lot more, a lot, lot more complicated. But like I said, I don't spend a lot of time editing, but I do I do a little bit of it um here and there for some of the videos for our tools and guides and stuff but yeah mm-hmm. it's it is what it is but uh yeah i've, I've as far as instagram I'm, i i check it twice a day that's it yeah it's oh, good to have some nice. some limits yeah, yeah I, I do it in the morning and uh usually in the evening uh, be- either before or after dinner and that's it <laughs> And that kind of keeps me sane, but, yeah. uh, but it also keeps me where I'm going, okay, it takes me about 15 minutes to 20 minutes to sometimes 30 minutes. If I want to see everything, I was <laughs> right. going to say, like, yeah. do you find yourself just continually scrolling back? Like, oh my God, I haven't seen all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, well, um, with that, um, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Speaking of such. Yeah, so uh, in, on Instagram, it's uh, Andrew Jack Chairs, and on the World Wide Web, it's andrewjack.net. Brian, what about yourself? Uh, Instagram is the place to find me at Obst Woodworks, and Obst is O-B-S-T. Uh, Kyle? 
And you can always find me on Instagram at barton.kyle or bbcustomtools or bbcustomtools.com on the internet and on YouTube under bbcustomtools and Kyle Barton. Sean, what about yourself? You can find me, uh, SeanW78, on most social medias. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.